What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I have partnered with Element Lights to bring you all the equipment you need for 10% off if you use my code. A lot of you guys are into doing makeup, making YouTube videos, doing podcasts, and we use ring lights. So they have desktop ring lights, ring lights that stand up, tripods for your cameras, a tripod to hold your phone if that's what you're using to record. But whatever you use a ring light for, Element Lights has it. So go to www.elementlights.com and use KWC10 to receive 10% off of your order today. Don't miss out on it. What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It is about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, guests, family come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the topic is for the day. So today, I have a return guest, my homeboy, Dubcito. Dubcito, you want to go ahead and say what's up? What's up? What's up? I appreciate you having me back. Uh, I feel honored and, and privileged to be able to sit with you. And I love what you're doing. So I love to, you know, get into the conversation we're going to have. Thank you. Yes, I, I enjoy have, like having conversations with you. And you're like, you definitely bring valid perspective to the conversation. So we're going to go ahead and get started so we can get to that conversation. But before we start, we're going to do the Drink with Coco. And this week's Drink with Coco is recommended by our guest, Dub Cito. So you want to go ahead and tell us what the drink is? Yeah, uh, probably not very popular because, um, you know, it's, it's just vodka and water. Not tonic water, just vodka and water with three limes in it. This is one that a friend put me on a few years ago. Uh, it was summer. It was hot. We're talking about we need to stay hydrated, but we want to get turned up too. So, you know, one one part vodka, two part water, three limes is really just, you know, a cool little, it'll get you on a level you want to get. It'll also keep you hydrated. Um, and, 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 you know, it's good. So I have a story about vodka and water. So when I went to Croatia two summers ago, we we got an Airbnb versus like getting in a hotel. So we didn't have mm -hmm. water and stuff. And we should have went to the store, but we didn't. So every day that we out drinking, somebody was like, we should do tonic water so that, you know, we can <laughs> stay hydrated. I don't know right. how much help the tonic water was doing. I don't think it was keeping us hydrated, but we was alive for five days off tonic water and liquor. <laughs> it's the way it's the way to go yes but it will definitely get you lit or whatever and like it's just a good vibe I think if you already like having a good vibe like you'll be fine like without all the also without all the other added in calories right and the, the mix and so if you into like you know watching your calories and stuff then it's really good for that because that was part of it but even the mixing, because it's usually the mixing that have people waking up the next day feeling, you know, feeling bad. So when you just keep it straight with water, some, you know, some people say drink water before you go to bed to help, you know, 
even you out the next day. But if you're drinking water and vodka at the same time, then you're already good. So you're going to wake up, you know, ready to go work out or do whatever it is you got to do the next day after drinking. <laughs> Depending on what I drink, I can definitely pop up and be like, Bing, what's the plan? Or be like, ooh, cha. Mm. I don't I'm know if I'm the day. <laughs> right, the whole day. Yeah. But okay, so now that we got the drink going, let's get into the word on the street. So we all know that R. Kelly has been in prison for what, two years now? Wow, it's been that long? A year or two. It's been a year or two that he's been in prison. Um, We all know it's because he has for years been sexually abusing women, underage girls, things like that. And so I think one reason he was able to get away with a lot of the stuff that he had been doing is because the people around him were helping him. So since he has been locked up, of course, there have been plenty of people who have come forward and, you know, said what type of things he has done to them or whatever the case may be. But um, they also have recently pled guilty to bribing witnesses $500,000 to not testify against R. Kelly. And to Mm -hmm. me, I just feel like let that man, you know, serve his time or do whatever he is going to do for the crimes he has committed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He need to do it. All of it. The rest of his life. Yes. And I like... My feelings was so hurt. I mean, it has always been rumored, I think, since the Aaliyah situation back in the 90s when they got married, that he was a pedophile or whatever. And, you know, just growing up, it was like, oh, he from Chicago. He popping like, yes, that he from my city. Like, and he make good music. So for me, it the was... The best right. music. The best. Don't even sell it short. Even now, like, I hear music from him, and I get so upset because I be like, oh, I cannot support you. <laughs> Look, they might, y'all might hate me, but I show play some TP2.com yesterday. I ain't even going to front. That is definitely I'm like, you like, know what? I got to separate. I got to separate the two. Yes, because I definitely be feeling like, and maybe I just need to separate the music from the man and just be like, this is a song. Because for us, like, that's what we was listening to growing up. Like, he, like, you can probably think of a lot of moments where his music was playing in the background. You know, oh, yeah. everybody that had a family reunion, somebody playing Step in the Name of Love. You know, even even when you trying to get it cracking, like, Facts. <laughs> it's some Facts. R. Kelly playing in the background. <laughs> Look, I, I, I can I can live in America, serve in the military, and stand up for the national anthem and follow the orders of a President Trump, and I can separate all of that and still be myself, then I can listen to some R. Kelly, too. <laughs> okay, okay. So maybe I have to, because I promise you, I'd be around people, and I'd be like, next. Like, we not doing this. Next. So- you, you're right. For for a group, it's it's pretty, uh, it can be divisive these days. You know, maybe, maybe R. Kelly is just, on those when you really want to go back because the the music it doesn't change it's still some of the best ever it's just uh you know where he came from you know i was thinking about r kelly the other day because how how, for how long did people um 
this phrase I just learned the other day, we default to truth. And that, that just means that we give people the benefit of the doubt for so long before we finally say, no, he really is, you know, a pedophile because you brought up Aaliyah and that's like, you know, 98 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And when the stories first came out, how many people didn't want to believe it? When the video first came out of the girl and they was in that wooden cabin, I didn't want to believe it. I'm like, yeah, it's a video. You know, it could be this, it could be that. We mm -hmm. all just wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt until enough evidence came out. But then when evidence finally come out, how quick are people to look at the parents and be like, how could you, how could you not sense something was going on? How could you let your daughter Aaliyah or your daughter whoever go and work with this person when you I heard the story. Like in Aaliyah's situation, this was prior to all of this going on. And so it was like, mm -hmm. she was just getting into business and he was a hot producer at the time. So it was like, yeah, this is how the music industry works, you know, whatever. But I think by the time, like, a lot of these girls had got involved with him and their parents were like, you know, they're working together. It was just like it had already been put in the in the media that he he wasn't right. So personally, if my child had told me like I'm going like I met R. Kelly, he wanna work with me, I'd be like, fuck no. Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm saying. At what point would you say, you know, fuck no? Is it because of the stories you heard in the news from you know, fifteen years ago? Not the stories we heard just five years ago when everybody came out. But when he was actually doing this stuff, like, we can't fault the parents who didn't say fuck no. Now, you say that you would have said that now, but you, you're you not that parent at that time who just thought that R. Kelly is the greatest R&B singer of all time and he's going to help my kid. Not to say I'm going to let whatever happen, because of course you're not. But you think, you just start rationalizing, like, but he's R. Kelly. Nah, that's, that's crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's go get this record money. And uh, so I don't know. I just think we, we, we hard on on those parents a lot of times. Yeah, th this is true. Um, and you bring up a good point. Like maybe at that point, um, enough allegations had not been presented or enough uh, evidence had not been had not been presented for parents to be feeling to feel alarmed that they're right. trying working with him and so I don't necessarily fault the parents and even then still if it was something that was like what we know now what we you know the same as what we knew then you already know once somebody get it in their head like I'm doing this it's nothing nobody can do to stop them from doing it you know yeah. what I'm saying because like cool. one of the girl's parents were saying that you know, we don't want you to be around him without one of us present. But it had got to a point where she was pretty much like, I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't control, you can't control nobody forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna plug this book. It's called Talking with Strangers. I'm reading it right now by Malcolm Gladwell. If anybody hasn't read that, it's an absolute must read. I actually, I didn't think I needed the book because the title, Talking with Strangers, I'm like, I'm a pretty social person. I don't have a problem talking with strangers, but it's not about that at all. It's literally about like the things that we think we know about people, strangers and the people we know, we couldn't be further from like, you know, the, the truth. It's talking about like, you know, transparency and what we think we know about transparency, but but we don't. A default to truth, how we give people the, the benefit of the doubt. I um, mean, you know, this tells a story about Hitler and Hitler, similar to R. Kelly. 
Like back in the day, he met with all these world leaders and uh, he made them believe that he wasn't trying to like go into a world war, but secretly he was. Mm-hmm. And in the background, he was doing all of that, you know, the stuff that he was doing, but they believed him because he was a world leader. He was powerful. He was well-spoken, just like R. Kelly, who's powerful, who makes great music. So these people didn't believe him until it was too late. Now we got world war or now it's too late. And now R. Kelly is, you know, doing pedophilia type shit. Um, so it just happens so so much more often. And that's what the book is about, like exploring how we as humans, all of us are, are subtly arrogant. We think we can tell when a person is lying, but we're not as good as, at it as we think. We, you know, you think about telltale signs, like whether you're nervous or you're fidgeting and stuff like that. But sometimes nervous and fidgeting people could be telling the truth. Right. And and then the opposite. So that's that's really what the book is about. So it's really, really good. Everybody should go check that out. But then that's also why I don't think they allow lie detector results in a like in a court of law because people can, you know, bypass those when yeah. like they not have those type of signs when they're lying. Facts. So um which I agree, they shouldn't be permitted in the court of law because people would definitely just be good liars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good liars in the courtroom. The courtroom is actually part of the book as well in a chapter that I'm reading where, you know, everybody who goes to court stands in front of the judge. You know, you go and you're about 10 feet away from the judge. And what I didn't realize is that that's actually a piece of like how he's going to judge you. What are you going to set the bell? Are you going to look at you? Are you going to tell like how much remorse you have? how sad you look, um, and if you seem like a threat to like, you know, run out on bail or something like that. And what we know that happens in real life is a lot of black people don't get the benefit of the doubt. Different mm-hmm. people, they get more of a benefit of the doubt. And the one guy, a white guy, has some mental health issues, uh, plant like tried to stab his girlfriend to death, didn't do it, and now he's in front of the judge and his head is low and he's like feeling sorry and eyes droopy and teary-eyed. And, you know, they t- they let him out on bail because the judge gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then a couple months later, he stabbed his girlfriend and killed her. So it's like, you know, even a judge who's a professional at telling, seeing if you're telling a lie or what's really written on your face, got it wrong and sent this dude back out on the streets because we all think that we can tell because we are experts in, you know, whatever you, whatever you think you know about people, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I definitely think, especially when it comes to celebrities, we would like to think that, you know, this is not how they are operating, you know what I'm saying? Because like you said, mm-hmm. we want to give them the benefit of the doubt, just like with the T.I. and Tiny situation that's currently in the media. And mm. it's like, you don't want to believe it. You don't, right? That's a, that's a good one. Because I, I feel that way right now, like, nah. And the reason I feel that way is because I feel like they've been open and honest about the type of relationship that they have, that they do have threesomes and, you know, whatever. And so it's kind of just like, is it, y'all got to know what y'all be doing when y'all go into these rooms with these people. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you about to take some sort of pills, do some sort of drugs and, and, and have a wild night. Exactly. And I'm just like, I, I think it's unfortunate that this is coming to the light as it has, but 
you know, I, I definitely want to see what the results of it are. I hope that that's not the case. And that is just like, you know, maybe these things were available and you took them on your own free will. Like nobody forced you to do these things. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But but on the flip side, we could be wrong. And T.I. and Tiny could be, you know, some some a shady couple who uh, they have power. And, you know, they say power, absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah. and that can apply to so many people when you have money you have power and when you have prestige and fame people want to do or you think they will do anything and most of them will but when you have some that won't what is ti and tiny doing behind closed doors i don't know exactly. but we default to we default to truth and we give them the benefit of the doubt and and you know sometimes you give people the benefit of the doubt so long that they've committed more crimes in the process because we didn't want to believe what the truth was. Exactly. Way often. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like, you know, just back to the topic at hand, the people who work for R. Kelly or who are in R. Kelly's corners, at this point, I just feel like just let him be, let him be in prison. Let him serve his time as he deserves to because like what what is it getting y'all now? Like now y'all are getting in trouble because y'all have to y'all have facilitated this lifestyle for him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I like loyal to a fault, I get it, but it just at this point it ain't no way and it, it ain't no reason to keep protecting him. No, that's real. I mean, but they probably protecting themselves though. True. But if y'all at this point, if y'all pleading guilty, it's just like Accept your fate as well. <laughs> you were in that a might be a lot more that story. That's some wild shit. Yeah, they, they was into some wild shit, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, yes, let that man be in prison. Y'all take y'all lumps because y'all deserve it too, you know? Um, whether you were trying to protect yourself in the process, like, just accept your fate. Like, you did your dirt. Now it's time to pay the consequences. That's real. Yes. So, on a lighter note, um, have you been paying attention to the silhouette challenges? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> close attention. Close attention. <laughs> <Not> close attention. <laughs> well, you know, the, the gram, they so sneaky now, like, with all the updates. I'm scrolling my timeline, and then it puts, now it puts a little three little, in the middle of, of one picture and another picture, you got three little reels that pop up, like, Oh, suggested yeah. reels and then all three be the silhouette challenge i'm like come on man i ain't even trying to be on this <laughs> but i'll be on it <laughs> so i go lie. like i mean i be trying a lot of things that i see on the internet but i just be like if i don't like how i look i'd be like okay i'm not gonna post this but did you do it <laughs> i did it but oh. i i well, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I just couldn't get the videos lined up. And I had been working on it for a few hours. And I was just like, okay, I, mm. I don't give a damn about this no more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what you should do? You should post your silhouette challenge right here. <laughs> Next. <laughs> silhouette challenge. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, who do you feel like your favorite has been? Honestly, I, I I don't have a favorite because they all they all pretty similar. There's there's a 
there's a person I know that's not famous whatsoever, but um, ass is fat, and she was, you know, on the ground twerking that thing, then did the splits. I feel like anybody who did the splits is, is the winner for me. It's just something about the splits for me. And then one other woman did the splits on the wall, you know, like her leg was up against the wall. I'm like, okay, it's the splits for me. Yeah. The, so you do the splits, you you won. So I'll say I've pretty much only paid attention to the silhouette challenges as far as like the celebrities who've had, who have done it. Um, and out of, out of all the celebrities, I say my favorite has been Lala Anthony. I ain't see hers. Damn, I need to see that. She she did a good one. She had a whip, well, a flogger, a chair, and she doing like handstands in it. Like I'm like, okay, girl, I see you. <laughs> what? Can we pause the can we pause the pod so I can go watch that and come back and give a reaction? <laughs> so, that one is my favorite. And then last night someone posted, now I'ma preface this and say, you know, nobody shaming or whatever. And personally, this is not a body that I would find attractive, but Lizzo did one. We we know Lizzo <laughs> loved to, to show her I body. knew you was about to say Lizzo. And she loved to show her body, and I typically do not be here for it. But her silhouette challenge was actually really, really nice. <laughs> Really? Yes. Like, okay. it, like it's a, I just think the, the concept that she is able to own her sexuality and be confident yes. in herself, yes. I think is what makes it so attractive. Much, much respect and, and attracted to her confidence. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I am too. I am too. And I, when she first came out, I immediately felt like, you know, obviously she not my type, mm -hmm. but I, but I fucks with Lizzo because of, just the confidence that she has and the confidence that she may be given to, you know, many women in the world that, that look like her. So. Yes. But man. I feel like to me in my eyes, like, of course you got the Lala Anthony's and out here with their bodies all done up. So you get in that perfect, like Coke bottle mm -hmm. shape, you know, whatever. And for her, like it's, I wouldn't say it's a Coke bottle, but you can definitely see a shape and it don't look like, lumpy or whatever like it looks nice <laughs> you know what I, i'm thinking some uh i don't want to take heat for it but i can't help what i'm thinking I, the, the silhouette challenge is mostly done in the doorway and i'm gonna guess that is lizzo in a doorway because lizzo in a doorway don't seem like the, the right symmetrics i'm just is she, or is she not in a doorway? I gotta know. I gotta go watch it because if she, she in a doorway, I don't see how as much room for movement. She not in the doorway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, bet. So she in a wide ass. She in a she in an open floor plan. She, she's, <laughs> it's um, I think it's space enough for her to move. Like she's not in an open floor plan. It's kind of like you know how out when you're outside and there's like a stairway going down down. Or whatever, okay. like maybe to a cellar or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's kind of like that. Okay. But I think she did it real nice and tastefully, and I'm like, go for it, girl. Yeah, salute, respect. Yes, like she, she <laughs> did that. I'm like, okay, girl. Typically, I'm not here for your antics, but okay, girl. But you know what? There's a uh, these challenges which are just 
you know, getting ridiculously, not out of hand, but like there, there's a lot of them. And most of them are, uh, you know, sex sales, right? And most of them are sexy, whether it's the dances, it's the twerking, all of that. And then I came across this other one. I don't know if it's like really new yet and not everybody is on it, but it's this song uh, where she like, it's the Bob for me. You saw that one? Mm-mm. It's the Bob for me. And then she say, stiff wear. I don't want to sing it because I'm going to sound crazy. But when I when I heard the song immediately, I'm like, oh, this is a little bop. And she yeah. like, it's the it's the vibe for me. It's the bop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stiff wear. And everybody is like posting they bob. And they hear, you know, a woman that talking about my hair ain't stiff and stuff. Yeah. Some women are dancing when it's talking about stiff wear and shaking their ass. But most are showing the bob. You know, and I, I just thought it was really dope. Now that you, now that you mention it. Yes, I, I like that one a lot. I like that yeah. one a lot. I think I just like the song, and I, I don't think the song is really a, a full song because I couldn't find it. Mm. But yeah. It's a, so the other challenge, the busted challenge or whatever. I didn't try that one too, but my knees ain't, they they not up the far. So you ain't post that one either? I ain't posting that. For damn sure, I ain't posting that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, known to something. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, the busted challenge. That's a special one too. Yeah, cause you know, um, Chloe Bailey from Chloe and Halle. Yeah, right, right, right. She's dealing with a lot of a lot of flack right now. Yeah, and I'm just like, why y'all just want to let this girl be grown? Like, I know y'all y'all are used to seeing her in a childlike state, but she mm-hmm. is a grown woman. Like, she is 22 years old. Yeah. She can do whatever she want. Like let let her come up out of her shell because we all know it's it's very few women at twenty two who are virgins. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, and even if she is a virgin, she is allowed to be sexual. Yeah, I didn't know she or whether she a virgin or not. I don't know, but I don't know either. But <laughs> whether she is or not, she's entitled to to be yeah. a sexual being. You know, that's a fact. And. I feel like with the the type of body that she has, it's a lot of people out here paying for that body. And hers just came naturally. Yep. Yep. I'm here for it. Yeah. So it's just like, are y'all more so upset because she young and she she able to do these type of things and y'all can't? Right. <laughs> now we hey, that's all it is. Now we'll say since like I've noticed like just the change and like how she dresses and things like that. And I'm like, that girl couldn't wait to get grown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, today in, in this internet age, everybody is growing up faster and, and everybody is seeing it, mm-hmm. especially when she started on the scene the way she did at the young age. Yeah, it's it ain't no surprise. Yeah. She gotta roll roll with the roll with the punches, ride the wave. Yeah, let her be let her be her. Let her explore who she is and figure out her identity because I really think that's what it is right now. She's trying to figure out who she is. Yeah, absolutely. Outside of who her and her sister are together. And and everybody that's condemning her, they probably the type that's going to be the parents that, you know, condemn their daughter when they start to grow up. But the reality is we can't control the speed or 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 what our children are exposed to and what they like and adapt to. So mm-hmm. if you don't ride the wave and still 
you know, show, I'm not saying show love and support by going and posting your daughter's busted challenge when she's 17 years old, but like, you know, it's, it's the difference between the sheltered one who, who gets told, no, don't ever do this. And the one who gets told, Hey, if you do this, this is what it will look like in the perception of what it could be, but I'm going to let you live your life and make your own decisions because if you don't, they're going to be busting it sooner than later. Sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will. And so I think that is going to wrap it up for the word on the street this week. And now we are going to roll into the hot cup of cocoa. In this week's hot cup of cocoa, we are talking about the male ego. And I know that the the male ego can be a touchy subject. I know a lot of like some people would be like, oh, you be man bashing on your show, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you feel like I'm male bashing, but the people I be having these conversations with be men. Like Wow. <laughs> you know I, what? And I'm not gonna be I, no help. When I when I talk about men, for the most part, when I try and have those conversations about men, when I know it's something that's controversial, I try and have another man on the show, right. to like right. you know, either give me the different perspective, or I mean, it's it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And you can feel some type of way because I'm bringing light to it, but at the end of the day, like this is real, and it's how some men operate now here. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I am, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be public enemy number one, because I mean, I'm an advocate. I'm a defend the male species uh, where I need to. Um, but I'm not going to defend against, you know, just, just bullshit or, or hypocritical uh, stuff because, you know, I, I'm quick to call myself out. That's how I live my life. So I'm quick to call out the BS that I see in men in general. And I consider myself a, a, a life, observer like i i ask a lot of questions and have a lot of conversations with men of all ages and 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 you know relationship types and i see the same hypocriticism if that's even a word the same double standards the same uh you know tendencies in all of them and and i'm checking them all the time in private to my friends to colleagues to whoever like how can you sit here and feel this way but you want to go here and, and do this, you know, same thing. But if your woman was doing it, it and it's not cool, and and all and too often it just comes down to that's just the way it is. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. Not in my book. I'll never defend that of a man. Mm -hmm. So, in talking about the male ego, some of the words that come up when you talk about that is like fragile, complex, sensitive. And I literally think that, I mean, these words definitely hold some truth, but a, a man's ego definitely comes from how he is raised. You know, um, I think the male ego is more so of, I'm a man, I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. And sometimes a man can feel threatened you know, if he's not meeting certain requirements within himself, and then therefore you have this ego that's rearing its ugly head. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and the opposite is for women because, you know, traditionally women are, are raised to be submissive. 
and raised to be nurturing. Men are raised to be protecting and caretaking. So yeah, it does, it, it, it builds the man up to be, you know, uh, a macho and alpha and out front and the leader. And to be that, you, you do have to have some ego. You have to have pride. You have to have, you know, a certain strength and bravado about you. Um, but at what cost, you know, at what cost does, does a, does a man let it get in the way to where it's starting to be, you know, have a negative effect on your relationships, whether that's work, friends, and especially your significant other and your kids. And then the opposite for women, because nowadays more women are more independent, more women are making their own money. So they have, they, they have egos too. And it's like, I'm going to do me first. I'm going to put myself first. Um, and that's okay because women, to, in my opinion, women have still have a long way to catch up to be equal to what it is that men have, uh, you know, been been receiving for since the beginning of time, which is a lot of privilege, a lot of uh, getting away with murder for, uh, you know, figuratively speaking. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think, um, and women, women have egos as well. And I will personally say I have an ego, I think. And, and sometimes it has to be brought to my attention for me to be like, okay, you know, let, let me check this real fast. Or sometimes I can self-identify when I'm allowing my ego to, to, to show itself. And yeah, I think that because women are in the positions that they are where they've had to be more independent, like, of course, the ego has now presented itself in women. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do think that in both cases, like, you need to know how to maneuver or how to how to control it more so. Yeah. When you, yeah. When you're dealing with a person in your relationship when you're dealing with relationships in general but especially with the person that you call your partner right facts mm -hmm. so so have you ever been in a relationship with a man who you felt like had a uh you know ego that was not productive counterproductive ego fragile yes um i would definitely say i i had that type of relationship with my ex-husband i feel that he, he wanted to be the man, but then thinking back on it now, like n nothing you did portrayed being the man of the house. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, yeah, we went 50-50 on everything, but when it came time to make sure shit got done around the house, it was me. If something was broke, I had to get it fixed. If, some, if we needed something in the house, it was me that, would, that he expected to make it happen. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so it's just like, you want you want me to relinquish this role of being the, the head of the household, but you're not stepping up to the plate to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you want to put your foot down and be like, well, this is what I want. And this is, you know, X, Y, Z. But you're not giving me no reason to want to be like, I'm going to let you do this. So did you, did you break them down? No, because at the time, I had not realized it. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, well, I understand where he's coming from. You know, he's supposed to be the head of the household, whatever. But me just being me, I'm just like, I want to make sure shit is taken care of. 
So I'm still right. going to do what I need to do. And, you know, when it came time to pay the bills, I made sure the bills got paid. I, I feel like all he had to do was wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so on the opposite side, then, did you build him up then? You just kept feeding his ego? You let him believe that, that he was all these things that he really wasn't? Mm-hmm. You helped him believe that? I, I helped him believe that. But like looking back on the situation, it's just like, bro, no, <laughs> like you, you know where like, women do that the, hmm? you know where women do that the most. Help us believe that we doing it right. Sex, that's where the ego gets stroked the most. Place. I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in what? I'm not gonna make you think. I'm not gonna let you think that you doing a good job and you ain't. Oh, okay, so so you don't fake moan? No. <laughs> I do not fake moan, and I do not like, if I didn't like something, I'm going to tell you I didn't like that. Or okay. if, yeah. and younger me didn't necessarily know how to, to say it right, like, I would just do things and be like, mm-mm this ain't it yeah. <laughs> you know but no I, I will definitely tell someone if I think they are not good and when I encounter somebody who is not I just be like why are these women why, letting you walk around thinking you you the man <laughs> <laughs> okay I mean I, I wonder if that's uh, common or or less common like, I wish you could like put a poll up and it could be voted while we talk about this because I I just this is totally opinionated, but I feel like women more times than not will falsely stroke the ego when it comes to sex. And sometimes I've had to wonder if it was being done to me. I ain't even going to front. Like I know personally, I'm 35 years old. So there's a lot of sex history in my, you know, uh, an illustrious sex career. We can call it that. Um, I know what I'm capable of. I know when I have a good day at the office, I know when I have a bad day at the office, mm -hmm. but most of the time in my life, like 99% of the time, when I know I had a bad day, I still don't get the feedback. The feedback I get is still ego feeding. And so, you know, a lot of times, I mean, what does that, what does that mean? Or, or, or do women have some, uh, some responsibility and some blame in the ego buildup that they do for men by, by you know, whether that's through sex or through anything else? I definitely think that women play a part in that, um, that process of building up the male ego. And sometimes I don't think we do a good enough job at that part of it. And so, and I think it's because we're afraid to, to be honest in that aspect or in that respect. And mm -hmm. because we are afraid to hurt the male ego, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, because it's fragile. I mean, in terms of sex, it's probably the most fragile because, yeah, you know that. Everybody that... would like to think that they do a good job. You know, I've I've been told before. You know, like it wasn't good. Did I feel away? No. And the reason I don't feel away is because I know in certain instances, like depending on how I feel about somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's going to determine, like, what type of effort I put into the situation. You know, so yeah. if somebody is telling me I'm not good, that is prime prime time to be like, okay, me being honest with myself, like, okay, maybe I don't feel 
comfortable enough with this person or maybe I don't like this person enough to continue forward with them. Yeah. Yeah. But so how, if, if that's a real example, how long did that, it wasn't good stick with you? Like, did it, was it in the back of your mind for a long time? Did it affect you? Mm, I don't remember how long it stuck with me, but I do know that for a while I was self-conscious about it, but like as I've self-reflected, just understood like, you know, sometimes you can't just be having sex to be having sex. Right, right. You no, know, or um I like how you said sometimes though, so keeping it one hundred because sometimes you can. Yeah, sometimes you should. Sometimes you should. You <laughs> sometimes you and sometimes you do just be doing it to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like and it's just, like me knowing now, like it comes down to how I feel like you'll probably get the best out of me depending on how I feel about you. If, yeah, for sure. You know, if I if I have feelings for you, like I'm open, you know, let's try new things, whatever. And if I'm kind of just like, you know, you just something to do, like I'm here for one reason and one reason only. I don't give a damn <laughs> about trying to make you feel good. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. And yeah, then that, I, I also think it should be reciprocal. So if I don't, I feel like you're asking something of me that you're not willing to do in return, then I'm just like, it, it gives me no incentive to do what you want me to do. Mm. It may give me think about a time when, when you said uh, being told that it wasn't um, good. And I've always prided myself on being honest, brutally honest and I think I've learned now is just getting older, like being brutally honest is it's okay because it, the truth, you know, should always reign free, but not everything has to be told, uh, you know, if it's not super critical, for example, like a woman whose vagina is loose. Do you have to tell her that? Now so that's, 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 huh? What do that even mean? Like, <laughs> it looks. <laughs> well, look, so this goes, this ties into ego because, you know, we could talk a lot about the male ego, but I said this once and I didn't realize what damage it would do to her. And to this day, I don't know how long that damage has lasted, but like, I told her that it was loose and, uh, it just, the reason I found out that it damaged her is because like a couple years later, I'm like back in town, like, hey, we're gonna link up again. And even though it was loose, it was still good. Um, but when we linked up, she played me. Actually, she was like, yeah, well, let's link up. Well, you know, I'm expecting sex. And then when we linked up, she wanted to call me out and tell me that what I said to her, like really had fucked her up because now with partners that she may have, you know, maybe for the rest of her life, she might be wondering, damn, well, he told me it was loose and I was with this person. Like, you know, it wasn't just a fling. So if that's how he felt, do other people feel this way? They never, you know, just never said anything because they want to protect my ego. And here I am thinking I'm being real and being a good person because I'm telling you the truth. But really there's no, there's no fix for that. So what was my purpose? Like, I didn't have a solution. I just gave you unsolicited feedback that really fucked with your self-esteem. And it probably planted a seed for the rest of your life, unless you get like the surgery or something like that. But 
it was true. And, and ever since then, I've just been very careful about the hard truths that I provide, not to protect someone's ego, but like I said, there was, there was no solution. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what made it loose, though? Oh, we, it's, it's the topic about looseness, or is it about ego, you know? It is about ego, about? but I'm like, what, what do they even mean? Oh, man, nah, because you're trying to, nah, because you're trying to, I see what you're trying to do. Um, Honestly, it was a mixture of, like, the sexual history that I was told about from her that fuck with my mentality. Like basically a woman, when a woman tells a man about her whole face, you know, like every woman, every woman usually probably has a whole face. I'm a supporter of the whole face. You need to have a whole face. Now the question is how long does the whole face last? If the whole face lasted from the moment you start having sex to the moment that I met you, <laughs> and that's a decade, you know, time span of the whole face, uh, which is kind of, I don't know if it was a decade, but it was kind of like that. Like, it was long. Like, it was like, you know, her telling me about the way she was. It was just so evident that she was a female version of me. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm doing in the streets in my life, my young life, because I'm, I'm better now. I'm more mature now. But um, that coupled with it, it just, it, it felt, felt wider felt wider than what I was used to. I can't tell you, you know, I, I had I had sex enough I, with women, women who have children, women who don't have children, the women who can do the little muscle thing when they do that, the women who does. don't do that. Like I've, I've, I've had it all. Mm-hmm. And that one just ranked at the top of, you know, the loosest to me. I can't tell you like how compared to, to something else, but when, when I felt it and I thought about the past she told me about, I'm like, man, it must be true to like you 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 you're doing too much you wore out maybe i don't know i don't even want to be disrespectful to no women but and i don't want to plant those seeds in women's hair because not everybody is the same mm-hmm. i so when it comes to this like it's it's definitely not i question myself but just wondering like what makes vaginas different you know what i'm saying and i just think it and and then from what medical doctors say, it has nothing to do with the amount of sex you have, the size of the penises that you have, or the, um, what is it? Or if you've had children before, like the vagina is a muscle that expands and contracts and can go back to its original size. So I think mm-hmm. that um, maybe that's just how hers is made. You know, and and, may, and maybe I was just tripping, you know, and and yeah, I really I do feel like I, I I was tripping. I was young and you had probably tainted yeah. the thought process. It did, it did, it did. So I damaged a woman's ego beyond, you know, probably repair. And I don't ever want to do that again to anybody, to a woman especially that I'm dealing with. And I and I wouldn't want it, you know, done to me. But I but I do want the truth. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough. I, I think it's a way to be tactful when you're being honest with people. You know what I'm saying? Something, I think some things it, you have to like really put some thought process into like, is this something I think is worth having a conversation about? 
or if it's not like everybody I think should be open to criticism especially and to me I feel like it should mainly come from the like when you want to talk about sex it should mainly come from the person that you're in a relationship with you know what I'm saying um but if it's just somebody you just messing around with now i for a male, I would probably say I would tell him because, you know, men be sticking and moving all the time. But like, you know, I would tell a man like, hey, maybe everybody don't like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should kind of like ask some questions before you you get into the, the groove with that person to see what they like and how they like it. But for a woman, I think because for a man to tell a woman like, she's not good or whatever you know I think more conversation needs to come from it just because the woman is um in that sense I think a bit more fragile when it comes to saying like how she is not good because you think about it women are probably already self-conscious about the women you see on social media or if you know what kind of woman this man typically deal with you know it it could be some Mm self-esteem issues there you know what I'm saying so just like you say you didn't realize what you were saying would stay with this woman for however long it stayed with her you know yeah for sure for sure now now on the flip side for men and and I don't know how many men maybe maybe they're not truthful when I have this conversation actually I don't have this conversation often uh, when a woman, and in regards to a woman and an orgasm, for for a long time in my twenties, you know, I used to question, uh, like, if I was good enough because not every woman came. Some did and some didn't, and I didn't realize that, like, it's on me to an extent, but it's so much on the woman as well. Like, you knowing your body and you being comfortable in our relationship on whether you might have an orgasm or not. And, you know, when, not all women be having orgasms like that. Mm-hmm. But, but I think we probably take that on way too often. And it, it, I guess if you care, like I'm a pleaser, so I care if you get yours too. And that messes with my sexual self-esteem. Like, dang, I, I ain't putting it down because, you know, how many women have I made come throughout my 20s or whatever like that? Can I count them? You, it would be great if I couldn't count them. That means I'm doing my job well every time. And it's an ego boost. But uh, if not, then it's it's damaging to the ego as well and the sexual self-esteem. But men, if anybody's watching this and ever thought that, just because she ain't coming, it ain't on you. Not all the time. It might be, but maybe you should have the conversation because it might be on her. She need to learn herself. Yeah, and I do think that women should learn themselves and, and learn what they like. And in this instance, like a man can be doing everything he can, like pulling out all the stops, you know, whatever. And it's, I think it's up to that woman to assist in the, in the process. You can't just lay there and think you gonna get an orgasm. Like, I, I don't think mm-hmm. it works like that, you know? So, um, I think- well, Now here's a, here's, a, here's a point, assist in the process, like you just said, and here's where male ego also getting away in the bedroom. Bring the toy out. Bring the toy out while we're doing it. I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. We can both do our thing together because I'm going to always get mine. And then, you know, most likely a woman with a toy, you way more likely to get yours too. But it'd be the male ego who don't be wanting the woman to bring that toy out. Like, what? I'm not enough? Like, <laughs> bruh, 
this is not just about you. Get get from you know get get from beside yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, but but the, it'd be the ego that that don't be one the woman to bring the toy. I'm all for it. Hey, bring this. Help me out. Shit, I'm gonna get mine. <laughs> help me out. I think in that instance, like a man, like I mean, unless you just like going for a long ass time. You know what I'm saying? I don't see anything wrong with a woman pulling out a toy. Maybe it's going to assist in this, you know, assisting it happening sooner rather than later. And you like you trying to hold out for her and it, she probably ain't nowhere near. You know what I'm saying? So I, if I were a man, I wouldn't feel no type of way. And honestly, like, just look at it like this is another way that y'all can play together and not, you know, oh, I'm not enough. Mm. I'm gonna put that out on my Instagram story. <laughs> Men, are you cool with a woman bringing a toy out while y'all having sex? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Tell me more. I think men. Ha- I think men generally have a problem with it. That fragile male ego, man. It's very fragile for most. It is. So speaking of, like, so I know you just finished watching the movie Malcolm and Marie. And I think in that movie, it displayed a lot of his male ego and also, but not just putting all the blame on the man in that movie, you know, as far as like the wrongs that were going on in that relationship. Like what were your thoughts about it? I was feeling very conflicted at a lot of points. Uh, Not a lot of points, but at some of the points in the end. Um, But he was definitely very uh, egotistical. You know, it was clear that the movie was written to paint him in a way that, you know, it was all about him. And she mentioned how it's all about him and his career, uh, how he reacted about the reviews. I, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but like, you know, all about all about him, which um, I mean, that's no way to be, you know, in a relationship to be a, a egomaniac and, and narcissistic and not considering, you know, um, what your partner needs or wants from you because you're so worried about, you know, yourself and your own needs. Uh, and, and I wonder sometimes, uh, you know, if that's, if that's been me, but I think because I asked myself those questions, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm better than that. Um, but yeah, the definitely, definitely the, the fragile ego or, or just huge ego. But I like the fact that, you know, like I was saying earlier, how they're arguing, but they listening to each other. They letting each other talk while the other one is sitting and silent instead of, you know, yelling over each other and stuff. And they both had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to say who had more and stuff like that. Um, there was a part, though, where she talked about what, jealousy. Um, and it's a question that I have been asking myself really like all my adult life. Like, I don't get jealous. Why? Mm-hmm. It's still a question mark in my life. I'm 35 years old and I know myself better today than I did, you know, a year ago and 10 years ago, but I still don't get jealous and I still can't really put my finger on it. Sometimes it feels like, and, and a valid question is, well, maybe you don't care enough, but I, I, I don't ever want to accept that I didn't care enough when I'm dealing with a woman who I love and I say that I love you too and I'm trying, um, but, you know, we can go to the club and you know, a, a guy might approach my woman or something like that. I don't, I don't pop off. I don't lose my cool. I don't have to fight the dude. I'll be respectful about it and, and something like that. Or if my, my girl is off talking, 
you know, to some dude, which could be totally innocent, I'm not going to jump to, you know, a jealous reaction or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, in the movie, though, you know, she said, you know, you, you it's because you feel like uh, you're the most interesting person in the world that nobody can have anything better than you or be anything better than you. So that's why you're not jealous. And that's your ego and narcissism. And I was like, damn. I, I paused the movie and rewinded it three times just to like, it really sank in with me because, you know, I, I'm really into like, you don't have to, you shouldn't believe everything that everybody says about you because then you'll have this warped reality about yourself. You should believe in yourself and, and, you know, believe that you're a good person if you are trying to be a good person. And I am, but I do like to seek feedback of people who may, you know, ever think that I'm, narcissistic uh, because I've been called that. But for every time I've been called that, every every one time I've been called that, 10 times I've been, you know, told that that I'm not or, or that I'm humble. Or maybe it's not one to 10, maybe it's like one to four. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, when she re related jealousy to narcissism and the fact that you think like, you know, that you're the best thing out there, that is a real narcissistic thought of mine. Yeah. Not feeling like not feeling like I'm better than you, better than than all men, but just that I am a quality choice in in this world. Like I really feel that way and to me, that's my confidence. Like I know what I bring to the table, but and I always thought that was a good thing, but am I using that that aura, that bravado and and that's what's causing me to not, you know, care or to not be jealous about anything else because I think that I'm the best thing since sliced bread for you and I don't have anything to worry about, mm -hmm. but I do, I should. And that's my ego. So I felt real conflicted on that. Um, I don't know. I would like to be in a relationship with someone who is not jealous. Like I personally have not experienced that. Like, do I want the man to have some, like some sense of jealousy? Yes. But for it to, for the jealousy to cause problems when there's nothing to be jealous about is mm -hmm. when I have the issue. Um, but I think, but based on the movie or whatever, him not being jealous, like regardless of what he thinks he brings to the table and she would never leave, like she, she is definitely like in this case, a, a very beautiful woman. And I think that life experience can definitely um, bring about certain awarenesses about yourself. And I mean, I don't know like what type of persona she portrays like when they're out and about, you know what I'm saying? From what, what we saw in the movie. But I think that she may exude, cause he even said like, you're very friendly and sociable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like she could exude, you know, confidence and whatever, regardless of what her past has been, because she knows she's overcome things, you know. Um, and with, I think that in itself could not even just the way she looks, but the fact that she is personable, sociable, confident, you know, it, it would make any man be drawn to her. So, of course, you would think her man would be jealous because of it. 
generally speaking, uh, yeah. But when the male is is narcissistic, apparently, or just has great confidence, I'm still battling with that because I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and call myself narcissistic. But having confidence, that that's what it is for me to where I can have a woman like her sociable and good in any room and talking to people and having people approach her and I'ma still feel secure that she's coming home with me at the end of the night, that she loves me, that she gives her all to me. So whatever she doing out there with anybody, you know, if I trust her and trust our relationship, then I'm good. At least that's how I think about, you know, why I'm not jealous and why I, I never I never will be. Because once once trust is broken. Way to look at it, yes, but I think a woman still needs to feel like her man, you know, don't want her being too sociable with other men. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's, that's, I'm literally at that corner, that crossroads. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out like, what changes do I need to make in myself or, or am I who I am and I'm not going to change. And, and I'm not sure that I bring that, piece that you just said to a relationship and that that's a little worrisome for me for real mm -hmm. so I know so if you believe in like the zodiacs or whatever like that like I, I believe in I believe in it as well and I have a friend who's saying like I, a lot of my friends say oh you're not a true Scorpio you know like you you don't portray the same tendencies that most most Scorpios do and you know as I've delved into it more or whatever I'm like it's definitely not that I'm not that person because I am like for every bad attribute they talk about Scorpios I have it but <laughs> I'm able of to control and and honestly so I was uh me and my friend were one day like reading like reading different zodiacs just to see like how they compare or does everybody kind of say the same thing? And hers was saying like, she didn't really have too many bad qualities, you know, whatever. But everybody was saying like, you got, Scorpio got all these bad qualities, you know, whatever. And she's like, I just don't see it. And I'm like, they're there. I'm just very aware of what my bad qualities are. But personally, I don't have a reason to, for my negative qualities to be, for you to see my negative qualities. Yeah, I can be controlling and y'all see that. Like, I like to take charge. But for the other bad qualities I have, you're not going to see that because I don't have a reason to show you those qualities about myself. But yeah. the person I'm in a relationship with, unfortunately, is going to see those bad qualities because how, for how long can you hide who you are from somebody? Yeah, they're going to get all the smoke in the relationship. Boy, I... uh. <laughs> I've, I've, dealt, I've dealt with a couple of Scorpios and um, everything Everything I read is true. <laughs> I don't want to deal with no more Scorpios, never again in life. Sorry to any <laughs> Scorpios that I may offend. Sorry to you. But nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. But may, maybe maybe your moon sign is a Capricorn. <laughs> nah, my moon, I'm Scorpio all the way. <laughs> I don't even know what moon sign means. Honestly, just somebody told me recently that my moon sign was, I don't know, a Taurus or something, but I'm a Capricorn, mm -hmm. and so it's definitely within my my horoscope to my zodiac to be like, you know, just even killed, very logical, um, practical, 
And so, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm poised. I don't lose my cool. I don't trip. Everything going to be all right. Like that's a Capricorn way. And uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely all of that. I would, I would definitely say I, like I say, I possess a lot of those bad qualities, but I try and be very cognizant of how I respond to things. Like I can be a jealous person, but I try to just be like, oh, it's cool, you know, whatever. Like if you, like if you do something, I, I'll let you know. I made note of it. Like you going to know I seen that shit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to trip about it. I'm be like, oh, okay, who, who is that girl? You know, like if you send me a picture and it's a group of people and it's a girl next to you, I'm like, oh, who is that? And then you say, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Y'all had Noted. a good time? <laughs> <laughs> right. You Man. know, um, but yeah, it's I have a lot of bad qualities. <laughs> I will be the first to say, but I definitely try and be cognizant because I think it really comes down to how you respond to things. And so I, I try to be cognizant of how I respond. And I know I can be short-tempered. Like, mm -hmm. even at work, I have to control how I respond. Like, a lot of people be like, you be so nice in your approach. And I'm like, because I don't know what that happy medium is. It's either I'm going <laughs> to be real calm and cool or you getting your ass handed to you. I don't yeah. I don't know the in-between. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I and feel even you. though I'm cognizant of that, I still don't know how to execute that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I try and err on the side of just be calm and cool. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's that's probably the smart way to go about it. <laughs> um yeah, man, the the bad qualities. Uh, Scorpios who probably have the most according to the zodiac signs but when it comes to men it, there's some qualities that the zodiac doesn't matter you know like you said you never dealt with uh, a man who wasn't jealous most of the time and most of the people I talk to women specifically it's the same they haven't dealt with a man who wasn't jealous jealousy is a very common and real trait in every relationship and, you know, whether it's justified or not justified, um, man, we, 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 we be some double standard having motherfuckers and we'll be jealous for something that you do when we be doing the same shit. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what, that's what kills me the most. And that's what, you know, I, I have a friend, he might, he might hear this too, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, you know, put him out there too much, but, you know, he was with a girl and, and that he loved and, but he was out, you know, we was in a di different country and he out fucking chicks, you know, all the time through in the daytime or in the nighttime. Cause it was different time zones. Mm -hmm. He looking at the next one to smash. But then in the daytime, you know, he crying on the phone because she out <laughs> at the club and he don't know what she doing. I'm like, bro, how can you be out chasing tail at night? And then crying the next day because you think that she out doing the same thing, but you don't even know, but you're trying to control her, but she can't control you. And it was just a prime example of like the male double standard. And, and that that is, you know, narcissistic in itself because you think that it's, it's all about you and, you know, that a woman can't, you know, doesn't have the right to, you know, give you a taste of your own medicine. That's just whack to me. 
Yeah, I think that, but you know, it, it definitely goes back to you doing dirt. So of course you, you can only imagine what the other person is doing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that that's how men think or how they react to certain things. Cause a woman can definitely go out and just be like, I'm, you know, I'm out with my friends, you know, mm-hmm. like I dated someone once who was like, I don't want you going to the club. And I'm like, what? He like, yeah, that's where people be meeting the hook up. I'm like, well, that's not me. I'm just going to be with my friends. And he's like, well, that's how I operate. Well, if that's how you operate, that's how you operate. Don't project that shit on me. <laughs> we you was dating him? Long. We did not last long. Because I'm like, I don't know okay, what yeah. you used to dealing with, but I'm not that girl. <laughs> like, you, you're not going to yeah. tell me how I'm about to be operating. Mm. Mm. No, that's real. That's real. That's that's control. That's control issues right there. Mm-hmm. But that's also, it just falls all in line. The jealousy, control, possessive, territorial, mm-hmm. all I derivative he of... He didn't want me to wear makeup. <laughs> he didn't want you to wear makeup? No. I'm mm. like, what? <laughs> and I was into like makeup for real. Like I would just wear like some eyeliner and some lipstick and call it a day. And he said, I don't like that. And I'm like, it ain't nothing. I don't have no foundation or nothing. Like, what are you saying? And he was like, wait, like a clown. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How long was you talking to this dude? It was only like two, three months. The fact that the, a dude would have the audacity to even tell you that, well, I I mean, he was letting his his, uh, expect, his expectations be known. So I guess it's good that he was saying it earlier, but. Exactly. That, I'm glad you I feel sorry for him. He, he, probably, he probably driving some shit crazy right now because he's not like a clown. <laughs> he, the, he the clown. He is the clown. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> like, and then I broke up with him. And he called me a couple of days later and was mad because I didn't like, I didn't stop what I was doing to talk to him. And I'm like, we broke up. I'm not obligated to talk to you. And he was like, I thought you was just joking. No, I was dead the fuck serious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it cats be tripping, man. They be tripping. I got the game fucked up. some characters. <laughs> <laughs> I, what does that say about your character judgment? <laughs> this was this was before I started doing the work on myself and my self reflection. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I think I think at that point I just wanted to be in a relationship, and so I was like, you know, if anybody talked to me, it'd be like, oh, okay, hey, what's up? You know, whatever. And now I just be like. Like, I might talk to somebody, but if I don't feel like I'm vibing with you or you display some some tendencies I'm not necessarily fond of, then I will go ahead and just be like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. Because, I mean, you you never know, like, who somebody is when you initially meet them. It, it's going to take you, like, interacting with them to know oh, yeah. yay or nay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you a uh, are you the type of person who uh, 
always admits when they're wrong or do you have a problem admitting when you're wrong? No, I can admit when I'm wrong. And apologize? Mm-hmm. And see, my apologies probably be wrong because I know <laughs> a lot of people be like, you can't put a but or be like, I'm sorry if. You know what I'm saying? Because I just be like, well, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I no, the if I'm not sorry about what I did. I did what I did. I'm not sorry about that. But I'm sorry about how I made you feel. Because of the, the if, you said the if or the but. Which one worse? I think the but is worse than the if. <laughs> because when you say I'm sorry, but, it's like you still turning the blame on it. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have did that. Like, okay. the, the I'm sorry, but. I don't do so much of the buts. I do more of the ifs. And they so both, I, they, I probably need to work. I do need to work on that. But it's been a long time since I had to be sorry to somebody. So, you know. <laughs> well, that's good, though. That's good. I mean, uh, there a lot of people out there who, you know, do have problems with admitting when they wrong and, and apologizing and stuff like that. Just another example I of... Like, you know, I feel like we all know right from wrong. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing what you're doing... I feel like you already knowing what you're doing is wrong, but you still choosing to do it anyway. Well, that's that's the easy ones. That's the black and white, right and wrong situations. But I I'm talking about the gray areas. You know, when you're in a relationship and you you feel you're doing something right, yeah, I can't think of an example right now. Like Oh, I can do an example. So <laughs> <laughs> So I dealt with this dude prior to getting, prior to meeting my ex-husband. And we just ended up being friends. And so he was upset, like, when, um, so when I started dating my husband, like, I would invite this individual around, because I'm like, this is my regular routine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to change my routine for you like I just met you. So we would all be hanging out. And it wouldn't just be me, him, and my friend. It would be me, him, my friend, my roommates. Like, it would be a group of us, you know? Well, you mean you mean the dude you was fucking with the dude that you was going to be fucking? <laughs> okay, you But this person, like, it was a one-time thing. It wasn't like we was all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I could see if it was somebody like I was messing with for on a continuous basis to be like, okay, now nah, I wouldn't bring these people around, but it was legit a one-time thing or whatever. So yeah. um, after, no, it was before we got married. So this, this should have been prime time to be like, no, this ain't it. But I, I stayed with him. He was like, he messaged me one day. I was like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I already knew it was about to be some shit. So he said, have you ever messed with this person before? And I didn't want to say no, because I'm like, I don't know what you know, and I don't want to lie about it. You know what I'm saying? So I said, yeah, I have. And then he proceeded to go in on my ass, was like, you had me around this person, and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, but it's just not like that. He wasn't trying to hit. I did not apologize for him before, because I'm like, this this happened way before you came in the picture. Like, I didn't know I was going to meet you. I didn't know we was going to get married. So how how can you be upset about something that happened before you? Wait, 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 wait. When he asked you that, that's when y'all was married at the time? No, this is before we got married. 
So, but y'all was already talking and kicking it though. We was living together at this point. <laughs> oh, but but when y'all was when the guys were in the same vicinity, you wasn't talking to the future husband at this point. We no, because we had just met. Okay. So, so then, that, what was know, we just hanging out? So what was the period where you had your husband around the other dude that you was fucking with? You were still fucking with the other dude, right? No. We was not messing around with each other at all. Like, we were genuinely just friends. And you was talking to your husband at the time already? Right. But oh, now no, you fine. No, you fine. No. no not when we was messing, when we messed around the one time. Which one was you fucking? When they was in the same vicinity. See, you are you going to jail? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was not messing with the friend at all when <laughs> I met my ex. <laughs> so, but you ain't answering my question though. You so was the involved. Me and my ex husband hung out together. We didn't. We was not messing around, and my friend was around. So I think they might have hung around each other two times. And then I realized like they wasn't vibing around each other. Like I, I wonder why personality di differences. And so I was like, okay, mental note to self, I'm not gonna have them around each other no more. And not because of the situation between me and the friend, but just I realized their personalities didn't mesh. So I had nipped it in the bud like right away. So he had only been around him like twice. And he mm -hmm. and this sound messy. Messing around at the time. This sound messy. I can't. You got to go to court. We got to take you to court. <laughs> this sound messy. Some something ain't being truthfully stated here. And uh, you was you was feeding your own ego. You was feeding your own ego by having both these in the in the same spot at the same time. And you like, yeah, I'm I'm that bitch. Like I both niggas. But you know what? I ain't even mad at you. I ain't even mad at you because I have done that on quite a few occasions and it's actually a good question like for women i never asked a woman this question before but like have you ever been in a situation whether on purpose or on accident or it's multiple dudes that you have slept with before and they you know don't know that you slept with with the both of them and only you know like what does that do that's that's it that's an ego boost as well I guess it could be, but I just don't be thinking about it like like in that instance, I just wasn't thinking about it like that. Mm, for example, look, for example, you know, being in the military and the base is always small. So if you mess with a couple people on the base, um I had a I had a a a a three, you know, little somebody I messed with a year ago, somebody I messed with a year and a half, and somebody I messed with now. And we'd be in a gym. And like at, at one point, they didn't know. Then as it went further, like two of them knew and something like that. But I'm in the gym, like feeling like the man, like, yeah, I, I fucked you, I fucked you, and I fucked you. So it was a real, I'm not even gonna front, it was a real ego boost <laughs> in my head, man. But I mean, it's not like I orchestrated it like you. You was really literally out there orchestrating the, the situation. I did not orchestrate the situation. You was calling the shots. So, okay, I would just, I'm about to blame somebody else for the whole situation. So, <laughs> the day I met my ex-husband, I was with my roommate. My So, after I had introduced myself to my ex-husband, like, you know, went through all of that, 
I was not thinking about hanging out with this man this day. He got my roommate. What you doing today? And he was like, nothing. He was like, well, you should come over our house. We It's Friday. We just going to be kicking it. We going to be drinking, you know, whatever. You should come by. Now, my friend was already going to come over. I wasn't about to tell my friend, like, don't come over. Because I'm like, I don't know this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just meeting him. Whatever. So he came over. We all hung out. The next time, it was like the same situation. I mean, I invited him the next time. But it wasn't on no... I mess with these two dudes and we in the same place. Like, it wasn't like that. It was just like, oh, we all hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I can't judge because I done, I done did it purposely and, and a lot worse than that. I, I'm trying to think if anybody might watch this, hear this story and really connect the dots. <laughs> there was a Christmas. There was one Christmas in Europe uh, and I was hosting the little, you know, Christmas get together, had the tree. We all bought gifts to the Secret Santa. It's about five dudes and like five girls. And we all was friends. My 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 flawed ass. Like I had smashed three of them and none of them knew. Or at least I thought none of them knew. I could be the dummy and maybe they all knew and we was all cool with it. We could have had a whole little thing going on or something, but I didn't know that they knew. And I had them all at the crib. I invited them all. And me and my homies was really like, really scratching our heads like, yo, is this really going to work? Because we all friends. So I couldn't invite one and not invite the other. And I wasn't smashing them all at the same time, although there was some overlaps here and there. But um, sure enough, I mean, I pulled it off. I was in that motherfucker like a fucking Wrangling Brothers circus clown juggling. Like, I'm helping you. She was cooking the crab legs. She was doing this. She was wrapping the presents. Everybody getting along. And my homies is like in the background the whole time like, yo, you really doing this right now. Like you, you, you got three girls in the kitchen. <laughs> so I was, I was bad. I was, I, but that was, that was in my bad days. But that was a real, again, an ego boost, man. It was wild. Now, I mean, I didn't have some instances, like you said, just the Air Force is small. So, you know, somehow or another, somebody you didn't mess with before friends with somebody else you didn't mess with and you kind of just be like slide back into the abyss <laughs> yeah, be like that be like that I, i'm that type like when i put two and two together i'd be like <gasps> like they know each other like oh my god and <laughs> like i'm not gonna talk to either one of them <laughs> yeah that's wild yeah but i think the ego is definitely um a, a mood killer in certain instances um especially when it comes to being in a relationship just how that ego allows you to interact or react to certain things and for me in my situation I don't think I was getting an ego boost you know because I wasn't thinking of it that way but you apparently get your ego boosted <laughs> <laughs> When you find I guess I'm situations, I'm I'm sounding. Look, this this episode got me sounding real uh, egotistical, and that's a that's not a good look. Let me let me finish it. Let me let me capstone this whole conversation with an opposite example. Um, you know, I was recently, well, not recently, but I was fucking with a chick, but we knew it wasn't gonna go nowhere, right? I was honest about it. I'm like, look, you know, uh. I can't be with you and here's the reasons why, but we can just have fun and enjoy each other's company. 
And I always pride myself on being honest. And she was cool with that and she was honest too. Uh, so we, you know, messed with each other. And I'm talking about bad chick, like everybody on a, everybody in the area trying to get at her. So lucky me, right? But I would never choose her, even though she was great, but she was younger too. You know, real good looking, smart, lot going for herself and, and young, which a lot of men like to go for young women, but that's not my thing. Like I need you to be here on the same level as me. Um, but it was something to do when it was nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we end up going on a trip and I end up bringing a homeboy along. He's a third wheel and the homeboy, he a real cool dude, good looking dude too. Uh, and that's that. The, the trip, you know, I'll tell you how that comes back into the story later. Long story short, the girl starts to really uh, like me a little too much, you know, and like can feel herself like slipping, maybe potentially fall in love. So we break it off. And I respected that because, you know, I, I went into it being honest and I don't want to hurt a woman that way because I've, I've done it before. So, you know, even though I still wanted to continue kicking and having sex, we cut it off. And then, you know, she comes to me and says, you know, how you feel if, you know, I like somebody that you know. And immediately I'm like, oh, the trip we went on, he a cool ass dude. Now that we not talking and, you know, he's he's younger, too. So I know he might be looking for a relationship. So I'm like. I don't have no issue with that. Like my ego it was not in my way. Like, nah, just because I used to mess with you and somebody I know, you know, I don't want nobody I know messing with my, a girl I used to mess with or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or trying to like, you know, throw, throw salt on the game or something like that. Um, and so I really, I went the extra mile and I pulled the dude to the side and I'm like, look, you know, I know we had a weekend, we all kicked it together. I know she feeling you. I don't know how you feel about her, but you should be feeling her. She's beautiful, she's dope, she's smart, she this, she that. So I'm like, there ain't much going on around here. Like, you should really pursue it. I won't be in your way. I just want to let you know that you ain't got no issue for me except support because I couldn't choose her or wouldn't choose her for these reasons. But I'm not going to stop her from finding, you know, true love. And I don't want to stop you. And now they in love. And I set that up based off of the situation I had with her first, but I never let my ego get in the way. Um, but a lot of dudes don't do that. And that's some real, that's some whole shit when, when dudes are trying to really keep the, you know, keep they stamp on a chick that they used to talk to. And it really, you know, she wasn't your wife or your fiance, even if she was just your girlfriend or whatever, like you not the first and you not the last, it was just your turn. Like the Ty Dolla song. Think, now I do think that that's, good on you that you could allow them to find love together um regardless of but the the instances of you saying like even if it was your girl you know your girlfriend or whatever like for me personally like if I talk to somebody and it didn't go nowhere it's just like yeah girl you you free but you do that you know what I'm saying but if it I think I have to in that instance, I draw the line when it goes based off of how I felt about that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and not even so much as we was in a relationship together, but if you know I really had feelings for this person, no, he is off limits. You know what I'm saying? But if I don't have no, no feelings, nah. it's fair game. But that's so common. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, it, I guess it depends on how the relationship ends, but you could be with a person for, you know, a year and you did have feelings with them 
for him, but then you realize he wasn't the one for you and y'all go y'all separate ways for whatever reason. But if y'all not going to be together anymore, then why should you get in the way of love for anybody, especially your friends? I think we do that way too often and it's like he's off limit. So he off limits to your friend because this is your friend, but he not off limits to nobody else that you don't know. That's selfish as hell. But people let their egos get in the way and that's the rule that they make anyway. I be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you'll allow a real friendship to be damaged because, I mean, if the friend was to want to pursue something like that, it just, I don't know, man. I, I, I really, really, I hate when that happens because it, it, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. Like I can still be a friend to you and still have a relationship with this person. Y'all, y'all are not connected anymore. Now I should all respect it, that. It, and it also, I think, depends on the amount of time that, um, that it had been since you know, the end of the relationship, whatever. Like, if it's been a few years and, and y'all meet each other, and especially I feel like maybe I didn't know you or maybe you didn't know me when I was dealing with this person and y'all meet, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or whatever, like, I'm not going to stand in the way of that because you didn't even know me when I was with this person. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And now you done made this connection. How dare I stand in the middle of that? You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. for me, it, it just, to me, it's legit like how, what you knew about our relationship to be. If you knew this was somebody I genuinely had feelings for, like, I felt like that was the love of my life and we just didn't work out. Like, no, I don't want you to be with this person. But if you didn't know me in that moment, like, I can't stand in the way. Because nine times out of 10, you met this person not around me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So y'all done probably exchange numbers, then start communicating and you like, oh, we we uh get along really well, you know, blah 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 blah. And we really like each other. Like I don't have a right to stand in the way of that. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's a difference of, you know, we broke up on Friday, now y'all talking on Monday. That's that's like bitch you been plotting. Like, well bitch you weren't my friend no way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel. The whole time, whole time. Just waiting. (laughs) Okay, I feel you. So, any final words you want to say? Um, well, I appreciate you having me on again. Uh, I always love the conversation, and you know, even though we go in many different directions, on the topic (laughs) of on the topic of uh, ego. You know, it, we we just we all should just take a step back sometimes and 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 get out of our own way um, and not make everything about us. It's it's natural, but um, you know that, that's how we eliminate some of those things like jealousy, and double standards, and the shit that just escalates. It's all driven from our own ego. We are in our own way. Mm-hmm. It's not always about you. So that's it. That's really all I got. The ego is the, you know, ego death. I think it's a title song called Ego Death. Do you play music on your on your podcast? No, it's like the rights thing, huh? Yeah. Ego death is ego death is where you find happiness. That's what Ty Dollar said on the song. And it's like a real pop song, mm-hmm. but it's a dope song if you actually listen to it. Because once you kill your ego, 
you will find true happiness. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. And this is Ty Dollar. Mm-hmm. Ego death, Ty Dollar and Kanye West. That's the only way you find happiness. Okay, I probably played this week on the uh, Instagram, on the social medias. I won't play it on the show, but I, like you know stuff that we talk about, I put it in the um, like in a post. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be dope. That'll be dope. Yeah. Okay. So my final words is, you know, everybody has an ego. It's not just men who have egos, and I think like like Dub said, just being able to realize it and check it, you know what I'm saying? And I think it would help a lot of people be better partners to their partner if they just check the ego at the door. Like, you're not going to be able to do it all the time, but I think just being cognizant of it is helpful. Yeah. Amen. So that is going to wrap it up for this week's Hot Cup of Cocoa. Deb, you want to let everybody know where they can find you at on social media? Yeah, Instagram. That's all I'm on. D-U-B-C-I-T-O. Hit me up. Holla at me. Um, appreciate you. You still working on uh, getting your podcast started? Look, I have a very thorough blueprint developed. Uh, I got the mic now, you know, so I'm, I'm, I got the little light thing. I'm working on it, but you know, slow motion. One thing you taught me when we when we did this the first time was, you know, I don't need to do it for monetary gain. I don't need to do it um, for any fame because just planning these conversations and having these deliberate conversations about great topics is is therapeutic for yourself, and 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 it brings people together that you know we haven't talked in a while, but we are talking on purpose and uh it keeps you connected with your friends and your family um and it gets you just thinking and then legacy like to have an archive of these conversations 40 years from now 20 years from now that your grandkids can hear like it it made me think of like when i'm watching sports highlights of you know somebody from the 1970s and i'm like yo that was really dope i want to have something really dope for my family down the line so whether it goes out to the public or not, just doing this is extremely important and, and you know, it, it'll, it'll last forever. So I really love it and I'm going to do it. I encourage other people to do it too, whether it, you, you do it professionally or not. Yeah. So I, thank I, you I, for that. Yes, yes. I, I definitely enjoy doing this. I tell anybody, if I did not have this podcast this year, like I'd probably be in somebody's psych ward for lack of interaction. <laughs> Like, yeah. like I, I feel like this podcast has helped me stay sane of, you know, of being in the house this year, just getting that interaction. Um, and like you said, keeping you in touch with people because we haven't talked in a while, but, you know, it's nice to deliberately be like, okay, we're going to talk this day and have a conversation about X, Y, Z. And of course, we always do a catch up when we had these conversations. So I think it's dope to to keep in contact with people. And for me, I've also met new people, you know, so when I moved to Georgia in two months, it's a lot of people I'm gonna link up with just because, you know, I met them through the podcast, Arena, and it's just like, you know, y'all are dope people and I would definitely like to meet you in person. So I don't do this for monetary gain. Would it be nice to get some money from it? Yeah, because I spend a lot of time, effort, and money on it. But, you know, I do it because I love it, you know? Yeah. 
and you don't have to necessarily spend a lot of money um, on a podcast. Like, it's very simple. Like, the only thing I've technically bought for my podcast is my microphones, uh, some ring lights, you know, but some stuff I've already had. Like, I had a ring light already. I had a professional Mm -hmm. camera already. You know, do I use my professional camera all the time? No. But, you know, like, but there are other aspects of the podcast that I've spent money on, like graphics, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's it's because that's what I want to do. But you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Yeah. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in, as always, for Black History Month. My I'm Black 25 8 t-shirts are on sale for $15. They're normally $25, but $15 for this month. So go ahead and copy one. And then I also have my Drink With Coco shot glasses. So get y'all some. And until next time, bye.